Welcome to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode. This is episode 45 and if you've caught episode 44, you'll know that this is part of a three-part end-of-year series that I'm doing about propelling your board career forward. This is episode 45 and this is number two of the three-part series and this is for those who are looking to reboot their board goals and are ready to put some serious effort behind their 2022 networking strategy with an aim to getting onto a board. Episode 44, so the previous episode, was for those folks who were starting out on their board journey, the aspiring board members, but it's also helpful for those of you if your board goals didn't go as planned in 2021, it may be worthwhile stepping back, resetting, relaying that foundation for yourself and going from there. Uh, and episode 44 will help you do that and this episode will build on top of that. The episode after this, number 46, is going to focus on what to do if you're looking to take your board career to the next level, which is uh, usually what we call moving from a volunteer board role into a paid board role. So as I've mentioned, this episode is going to be heavily focused on creating and executing an intentional networking strategy, one that is natural and is Uh, not going to make us feel weird and dodgy and uncomfortable like a lot of networking stuff does, but also one that isn't wholly reliant on you having to meet people face to face. Um, Two reasons that's good. One, COVID, duh, still happening, uh, still getting restrictions on that. But two, from COVID, I think a great uh, thing that's a hangover, that's a residual impact from it, is that a lot of boards are looking to expand and grow their talent pool. So they're looking beyond their geographic region that they operate in and are happy to bring in people to the board who aren't able to get there physically in person. Um, That's great for people who are based in other states and other countries, but also that's great for people who aren't so mobile as well. So this would hopefully be a good entree Uh, for people who are living with disability and maybe not be able to get around and out and about so much uh, being represented on boards. That's a side note, even though it's exciting, I hope that that happens. But here what we're thinking about is around networking. Um, And also I'm going to focus on networking because I don't want you to wholly and solely rely on responding to board advertisements as your sole board search strategy. It's certainly one way to get into the boardroom, but it's something to be used in combination with a networking strategy. Um, And you can't guarantee that every board opportunity, particularly the ones that you might be going for, the goals that you set yourself, you can't rely on those being advertised. Uh, The best way to create opportunities to unearth 
and illuminate board opportunities that fit with your goals is by using your network. And that's just how boards operate. That's what they do. The network economy is real. It exists, um, not just in the board space, but the way people work in general. So, uh, this is something where we need to get right. We need to put some real intention behind. So first order of business I need to address, which I kind of did in episode 44, but if you've missed that, uh, I will recap it here. If you are serious about starting or building your board career and you are asking people in your network to quote unquote, keep you in mind, if they hear of any board opportunities, please understand that that is going to get you nowhere quickly. Your network can help you if you help them by telling them what sort of board roles you're wanting to seek, you're wanting to take advantage of, and why? So we're kind of blending everything that we talked about in episode 44 into the work that we do with our network. And I may be putting the cart before the horse here, but it is really critical to get this right. And I've got an example, of course, um, I can't leave you hanging, just guessing what I mean. So I have some sample text uh, that you can borrow, feel free, uh, sub out the names, please do, because that would be weird to send something that doesn't apply to you to, to someone with a different name. So this is what I would really appreciate receiving from someone in my network who has board ambitions. So this is what it, what it would be. This is my example. Hi, Lisa. My business coach, Jerry Kleeman, shout out to my husband, has recommended that I reach out to you. I'm currently seeking a board opportunity, preferably in the not-for-profit disability services sector, and ideally one that is a progressive and modern thinking board and organisation who's looking to achieve sound internal governance along with business growth and expansion. With my background in marketing and business development, combined with my expertise in governance, I feel that I have a sound skill set that would be valued by these organisations. I have the personal and professional time capacity and interest in these types of organisations and would be grateful for consideration for these board opportunities should you know of any. Please feel free to forward my attached board CV onto anyone who you think is necessary. Additionally, if you believe that I should be connecting with someone else in relation to these types of boards, I appreciate any recommendations you're able to make. Thank you and warmest regards, Lisa. So contrast that type of ask. Generally, that would be through an email or some sort of uh, digital message. Contrast that with, can you just keep me in mind if you hear of any board opportunities? The first one's going to be far more powerful and compelling and helpful to you in getting to where you want to end up versus the other one. And chances are that someone will actually take 
action with that and forward it on to someone if they know of anyone um, who is involved with these boards and maybe looking for board members or they will connect you with someone or recommend you get in touch with a particular person. So you're making progress even with this if that particular person can't help you. And you've probably selected this particular person to get in touch with because someone else has recommended you, as I mentioned, uh, my make-believe business coach slash husband, Jerry Kleeman, recommended that I reach out to them. And dropping a name like that, including a name, gives you a bit of warmth. It's not a cold call. And uh, if you can, if you can manufacture an introduction by someone, so if I asked Jerry to actually make the introduction to this other person, it would be that little bit more powerful. But you have to know when and where you can use that and when and where it's appropriate. Um, but you've probably selected this person based on your board goals and the work that you've done around that by identifying who you need to be speaking with or who someone else has recommended you talk to because you've given them a very specific goal that you're working on, a very specific direction that you want to take, which is why it's so important that you want your board goal. And you want it to be clear and you want it to be in that zone. And I'm not saying that you therefore exclude any other board opportunity that comes your way. No, no, no. If it makes sense, take that opportunity. But having a goal helps us to direct our activity. And a lot of our activity that we need to direct in this episode, particularly, we're going to talk about networking. So this is the largest portion of your board search activity. Um, it's not just designed to get you onto a board. Yes, that's one outcome we're pursuing, but having a strong network is going to be valuable to you on many different levels. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Why you want your board goal in relation to your approach to networking, as I've alluded to, it's going to help you know who to connect to. So they're going to be people on those actual boards or those types of boards that you're looking for. And it's going to help you to identify other people who can connect you to the right people. And also to understand and to identify which board recruiters are recruiting in the industry that you're desiring. And I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> recruiters love to receive messages like the example that I gave a few moments ago versus here's my CV, I'm looking for board roles, let me know if you hear anything. The recruiter will not help you if you give them that second type of email. They want something really specific. They want something that communicates that you've thought about your board prospects, your board goals. You've thought about them in context of your skill set and expertise that you offer those kind of boards and that you've reached out to this board recruiter because you've seen that they recruit in this space 
or a colleague who was recruited to a board recommended that you get in touch with them, whatever it is, show them that you're serious. And sending emails or messages around just let me know, here's my CV, I want to get on a board, doesn't communicate the seriousness that you may have and that you're going to bring to an actual board role. It's going to put that recruiter or that person who brings you into the board in a really positive light if you can be seen as someone who's taking this role very seriously. And also, as I talked about in episode 44, how you talk, the messages that you actually send in emails is a reflection on your personal brand. And what is it saying about you? And think really critically about that. So again, with your networking, connecting it back to your board goal is also going to help you to select the events to attend. So if you are actually going to an event that you can select it based on the industry, based on the people who are going to be there or a combination of those two things. Um, So if, say, for example, you want to get on a sporting board, you may want to go to a sport-related event. If you're looking to connect with uh, lawyers or accountants because they're often on boards, you may look at attending events where those kind of people are going to be hanging out and talking to them in the way that we talked about in episode 44. Also, what's going to be really valuable is the fact that your board goal is going to help you to articulate and set an actual strategy that you're going to have during the networking event and what type of approach you're going to take and what the goals are that you're wanting to get from that. And I highly recommend listening to episode 29 for more information about the art of networking that really gets into your strategy at an event. And this event could be face-to-face, in person, or it could be online. Also, having your board goal will help to direct you as to which online forums you hang out in. And that in itself will show you who you need to be connecting with to pursue your board goals further. And thirdly, connecting networking with your board goal is going to help you to identify the people in your professional and personal networks that you need to be talking to about your board goals and how they may be able to help you. And knowing where you're going is going to help clarify who in your network already, so your existing network, don't forget them, that you need to be connecting with on a deeper level in relation to your board goals. A board meeting is the most valuable time in any organisation. The boardroom is where the organization's leaders come together and make decisions about the future success of that organization. If you can make that meeting well-informed, more effective, and less complicated, 
By default, you empower the board to make the best decisions, making the organisation and its people successful. This is where the onboard platform can help. You can accomplish more outside of meetings with thorough preparation beforehand. Time spent in the boardroom becomes more focused and effective than ever before. See how at bit.ly forward slash onboard video. That's bit.ly forward slash O-N-B-O-A-R-D-V-I-D-E-O. So in general, I really want you to see networking not as just going to an event, meeting new people face-to-face. It's a long-term ongoing activity of, yes, meeting new people and building those connections and relationships, but it's also connecting with your existing network and those two audiences together, so your existing and your new network, identifying what you can do or at least offering out the help to help them achieve their goals. And once you've banked some of that networking capital is to ask them for help in achieving your goals. And sometimes it doesn't take much. What you need to keep in mind is that reciprocal nature of networking or relationship building and keeping that in mind at all times. Because if you're just one of those people who take, take, take from networks and only connect with people to see what you can get from them, that reputation is going to follow you and it's only going to get you so far until you exhaust that and then it's going to restart, going to start returning you negative returns, which is not what you get. So there's a couple things to consider as part of your networking strategy um, that works to maintain this reciprocal mindset and giving back what you're asking for. And the first is sort of what I blanket apply a name to as your stay in touch process. And what that involves is just consistent, meaningful points of contact with people in your network. And it doesn't have to be everyone in your network. It could be a select handful that you're working on and with, um, or you could sort of break up your whole network into segments of people that you connect with Uh, and make contact with more regularly versus others that you uh, don't make contact with as regularly. (laughs) So whichever way you slice and dice it is find something that works for you and aligns to your board goals. And one suggestion that I've seen is a really great idea and it only involves you having to do three or four emails a year and it's something to uh, have a, an email that goes out three or four times a year to your VIP list of people in your network. However you want to quantify your VIP list is up to you. Could be everyone, 
could just be a select few. But these emails aren't really there for you to just ask for something. It's for you to share what you've been up to, just to kind of update, here's where I'm at, here's what I've been doing, here are some interesting projects I've been working on, these were the results, um, here's some interesting articles I've published on LinkedIn if you want to look at them or on your website, um, here's how I can help you, all you need to do is email me back and I'm happy to help and connect you with whoever, whatever, um, by the way, I'm also looking for board goal, looking for a board opportunity and go through that example text that I shared earlier in the episode about what you're looking for and blanket asking for any support that people are able to give if they can. And if not, then no harm done. So that's a really cool idea. I'll put the link to, uh, the article where I got that idea from, uh, in the show notes so that you can see them. You can get the show notes at getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash podcast uh, and have a go at that. I'd really like to um, see if you're doing that. Let me know. Send me an inquiry on uh, the website and I'm happy to share my email with you so I can check those out. I'd love to see them in action. The second thing around uh, staying in touch and having this ongoing reciprocal nature of networking and relationship building is to track your activity and your contact points that you make with certain people. And that's a really easy way for you to see what works, what events return you the most value, uh, however you want to measure that, and give you an indication of where you should be investing more of your time and energy. So spend time doing the things that work and less time on the things that don't work. You'll also be able to keep track of the connection points that you've made with people in your network. Um, there's no point trying to remember all of this in your mind. Set up a Word document or a spreadsheet that's going to work really easy where you have all the information about the people and what type of touch points you've had with them. Um, so as you've probably seen, networking or relationship building and maintaining, it's one of those things that you only get out what you put in. And if this is something that you want to focus on next year and if you have board goals, it needs to be something that gets elevated up your priority list a little bit. Um, you need to translate that onto your schedule by making time for it each day or each week. And that's taking the approach of doing it a little bit often and that's going to return you the most value. And having a system or a process that you do consistently is going to help you maintain a positive rhythm that's going to get you closer, quicker to achieving your board goals. If you're looking for more information about networking and how you can integrate this into your board search strategy, I've shared a whole heap of links to articles and previous podcasts that I've put out all about networking to achieve your board goals. You can find those in the show notes, getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash podcast. 
If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. The Board Shorts podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.